Welcome to Political Beatdown with Michael Cohen and Ben Micellis. Great to be here with you, Cohen. I just want to get right into it because this has been a historic week, to say the least, and I don't want to waste a single moment with an introduction other than just to ask you, Michael Cohen, how are you doing? Uh, you know, it's a great question. A lot of people have been asking you know, me, that question, I've been getting a tremendous amount of um, emails from people all around the country, especially on, you know, my social media platforms. And I'm very torn, as I explained before. Uh, I'm torn simply because, in one hand, I believe in accountability, and I'm extremely happy that the story, the true story, is coming out in terms of all of the things that happened to me in the past. So for that, I'm thankful for all of this that's going on. Because again, Donald has managed to escape accountability his entire life. Um, not now and not what appears to be coming down the pike for him. But at the same time, as I said, I think the last time to my brigaders, I'm upset and I'm sad for the United States of America that many of my friends who live overseas, including family that live in Canada, I mean, the first thing that they say to me is, I can't believe that a former president of the United States has been indicted, first time in United States history. What a laughing stock of the world that we've become. And again, this is something that you're not supposed to take pleasure in. I am glad, again, that Donald is finally being held accountable. It just sucks that he was the former president of the United States because it does make us look foolish uh, in the eyes of the world. Well, he made us look foolish. He made this country look foolish. He disgraced that office each and every single day. And I, for one, am glad that he's being held accountable and he's being brought uh, to justice. And one of the reasons that I ask you that question as well, um, well, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, we're, we're hearing about all of these death threats right now uh, against the presiding judge, Judge Juan Mershon. And, you know, Donald Trump made posts on his social media platform attacking the judge before uh, the criminal arraignment uh, took place. While the criminal arraignment was taking place, Donald Trump's deranged kids, Eric and Don Jr. and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who acts like a fascist kid, um, they were all posting on their social media platforms photographs of Judge Juan Mershon's daughter, who I believe was also subject to death threats, as were uh, the court staff in uh, Judge Juan Mershon's uh, courtroom. I want to play for you this clip as well, because after the criminal arraignment, uh, Donald Trump, who was clearly deflated uh, when he was leaving the courtroom, went back to Mar-a-Lago and gave this incredibly bizarre, vile, low energy, deranged speech where he kept on sniffling over and over again. But this is what he said about uh, Judge Juan Mershon during the speech that he gave. Play, play this clip. Numbers, not the same place that I know, not the same place that you know. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. So that stochastic terrorism right there, you know, has the impact it's intended to. And there's all these death threats and you've been the recipient of those death threats. So what do you make of all of that? Not only do I get those, uh, but the thing, it, they don't really bother me, to be honest with you. Most of them, uh, at least I should say all of them for the time being, uh, are just basically a bunch of, you know, texting tough guys that think that it's funny, you know, to say stupid shit, which they just all seem to be so good at. The thing that really bothers me is how many more times is one person going to have to go on television, have to speak to the press, have to 
you know, post it on my social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I mean, between all of those, it's over a million people that I have on my social media platform. How many more times do I have to say the same thing that when they call me that they, the go-to line of these Republican morons, morons, is, oh, yeah, but he's a convicted liar. We can't trust him. I'm not asking anyone to listen to a single thing that I have to say. I'm not asking you to solely take my word for it. Wait till you see the evidence. Wait till you see the documentary evidence that's in the possession of the district attorney to which he relied upon, to which was presented to the grand jury. Wait till that information comes out. And then you make a determination whether or not you agree or you believe that that documentary evidence should result in a conviction. And the answer is an emphatic yes. You know, nobody's asking for anybody just to solely base it upon me. I am not the only witness. Somehow or another, I have now been named as the, you know, the key witness. And that's fine. I don't care. They can call me whatever they want. But I am not the only one who's testified. I'm not the only one whose uh, testimony they're relying upon. It's not merely just testimony. Again, it's documentary evidence with recording, with, um, you know, emails and text messages and so on. So when they keep saying that, it's merely just to appease a party of one. And why the fuck does anybody merely just or solely want to appease Donald J. Trump? This is a two-time impeached former president. It's a guy who was involved in an insurrection on our Capitol. It's a guy who is now facing not one, but potentially four indictments. This is a guy who lied to them literally more than 35,000 times, according to Fact Check. This is a guy who, you know, sits there and denigrates veterans and police um, officers and, and so on. And yet, some of these people who are saying the same stupid shit over and over are former veterans. I don't understand what it is that they could back somebody who, as I like to call him, Captain Bonespur, right, or, you know, Cadet Bonespur. This is a guy who refused to, you know, to serve, lied about bone spurs in his foot, so that he can avoid it, so that others could fight the fight for him. And interestingly enough, it's the same guy who is constantly denigrating Gold Star family members and did absolutely nothing, nothing for veterans while he held the office of the presidency. But yet they defend him and they fight for him. And I scratch my head in bewilderment and I wonder why. Why? Let me let me try to answer that. Let me let me try to answer. Give you my theory on it. First off, I want to say this: the pro democracy community, right, is far greater than this MAGA Republican community. You know, the MAGA Republicans make up about twenty five, maybe thirty percent of the country. The pro democracy community, Democrats, Independents, Progressive, people who used to be part of the Republican Party who consider themselves conservative, but go, what What the heck is this? That pro-democracy community is far greater. That's number one. But, but number two, you know, I think one of the real issues is life is very complicated. People's lives are, are tough. There isn't always an easy solution to a lot of these complicated problems. And when you try to create situations or try to provide solutions to these situations uh, that aren't easy, you know, people are, some people re get repelled um, to that notion. And what Donald Trump offers, what fascism offers, what propaganda in general offers historically is a very easy solution often. It's their fault. They're screwing you. They're the ones who are doing it. That's why life is tough. Blame them. Whether it's, you know, anti-Semitism, whether it's racism, whether it's the other, just blame them. It's their fault. There is no policy, right? There is no solution. So when you layer on that 
with the existence of propaganda networks like Fox, OAN, and other very dishonest uh, disseminators of information, you get this conflagration of fascism historically that takes place over and over and over again. And we here in the United States, you know, we believed our institutions were stronger than that. We believed we had two major political parties that were committed to democracy. Sadly, we only have one party that is committed to democracy, and that's the Democratic Party. You have the MAGA Republican Party, though, that has given up, and not only given up, but in such a humiliating way. Here, I wanna show you this clip, Cohen, and I wanna get your reaction to my theory, but with this clip, this is Lindsey Graham, after the criminal arraignment, he went on Fox and he, he he looks like Donald Trump now. He has the fake tan. He does the weird hair thing. Um, I, I want to show I want to show that clip in just a moment, though. But, you know, the clip that I'm talking about, right, Cohen? Unfortunately, yes. So we, we will pull that clip up. Let's in, let, uh, let's go. Let's bring it up, Salty, when you got it. Yeah, Salty, bring up that clip as soon as you got it. And then I want so, to show you these. You know, clips, one, I want to show one of the things that I just wanted to jump in on this, it's um, while I acknowledge that, first of all, I don't believe that it's 28 or 30 percent of the voting uh, populace here in America. I believe it's 28 to 30 percent of the Republican Party. He does not control even the 70, you know, the bulk or the majority of the Republican Party. His base, though, is significant enough, as you said, between 28 to 30 percent. But that's only of the Republican Party, not of the entire electorate. Uh, that would be a very scary thing, to be very honest with you. Um, one you of the talk things about those texting tough guys. And, and I, I want to here's one of the things, too, about how I think enamored they are with the cult and delusional that they are because you know at various times when Midas touch will break a big story I'll be the recipient for a period of time of those death threats and I'll get all of the text messages they find ways to get your phone and your home address and they, they, they find all of that and what I've always found just so incredible about it is that when they send them on their emails, oftentimes they're using they're like corporate email accounts and they're <laughs> and it's it's really easy to trace, you know, to their LinkedIn, to their whatever. And they're so delusioned by the cult that they think the same rules of lack of accountability of Donald Trump applies to them, which, by the way, is why accountability is so critical, is so vital. Here's that clip of Lindsey Graham. We just found it. Let, let's pull it up right now. I'm sorry I'm so upset, but please help President Trump. If you can fi afford five or ten bucks, if you can't afford a dollar, fine. Just pray. Make sure you vote as early as you can in your state. Don't risk anything anymore. Vote as soon as you can. Pray for this country. Pray for this president. And if you got any money to give, give it. LindseyGraham.com. It doesn't go to me. It goes to helping this president and taking back the Senate. How embarrassing. What a crock of bullshit. Shit, right? Send it to lindsaygram.com, but don't worry, the money's not going to me. It's going to Donald. Really? Seriously, Lindsay, do you think that we're all that stupid? That all of a sudden that he's now going to be shipping off that money to Donald? I mean, how would anybody know exactly how much? Who's going to do a forensic accounting? Let me tell you something. He's another fucking grifter, just like Donald. He's basically looking to grift off the fact that Donald just got indicted. Oh, thank God. For Lindsey Graham, do you remember some of the things that Lindsey Graham used to say about Diaper Donald in the past? That he's unhinged, he's a mental case, you know, that he's sick, that he's that he needs to be institutionalized. I mean, these are the this is the shit that Lindsey Graham used to say in the past. Now all of a sudden, you know, fuck all that. Let's just go ahead and let's, you know. Let, let's figure out how to grift and how to grab more. Oh, you know, this is terrible what they're doing. And, you know, pray. And if you can't pray, just send your money. I mean, go fuck yourself, Lindsay. How about that? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to be shitting me, right? This Don't worry about billionaire Donald Trump. He could pay for his own legal fees. He could pay for the repairs on his, on his own 757 plane. I mean, he could pay for 
he should be able to pay for all of his own crap instead of taking money out of the pockets of families that don't have the money in order to feed their kids, diaper their kids, or pay their electrical bills. You know, he's asking for money for what? In order to find competent counsel who probably won't represent him anyway, to find counsel in order to represent a guy who has been indicted for, you know, 34 different counts. I mean, come on already. There comes a point where it's stupid. And that's why I keep saying the same thing, which is that I don't believe that Donald raised $7 million. And I don't believe that they'll ever show the documentation to prove it because at the end of the day, it's a lie. It's in order to show the American people, oh my God, there's so many people that are so angry and so concerned about what's happening to dear old Donald that they're going ahead and they're sending in their money that in one week we're raising a million dollars a day. I call bullshit on that. All right. I really, I truly do. Um, you know, it's just Donald's way of, again, trying to control the narrative, trying to show how, you know, popular he is and how important he is. Think about what happened here in New York. Think about the Marjorie Taylor Greene showing up, the George, you know, Santos, the fucking phony that he is showing up uh, to New York, or Donald, who was hoping that he was going to be like Caesar, you know, coming back, you know, through the gates uh, post, you know, a war and post victory. Instead, he came to a big goose egg. There were like, what, tens and tens of people. Marjorie Taylor Greene was here a whole two minutes. I wonder how she ended up paying for that trip. George Santos was here the same thing, like two minutes before people boot him the fuck out of, you know, downtown and they went running for, you know, for their lives. Where did they run back to? Where did Marjorie Taylor Greene run back to? To Marilardo, where that night she ended up having dinner. It was her, Donald, and Matt Gates. All right. Why? Because Trump and his deflated ego, that baby ego of his, needed some air. They needed to be pumped up. And who better to pump up the deflated ego of Diaper Donald than Marjorie Taylor Green? I mean, Marjorie Toilet Green, right? And Matt Gates. I mean, that's just what it is. And the rest of it is just nothing but a bunch of bullshit. Remember when Lindsey Graham was on the uh, floor uh, right around, I think, the insurrection and said, uh, count me out? I, I, I think we have this clip. Let's play it. All I can say is uh, count me out. Enough is enough. DonaldJTrump.com. Go tonight. Give the president some money to fight this bullshit. This is going to destroy America. <laughs> you compare and contrast. I mean, you know, that Go is the one and give Donald Trump your money. All right. So we can stop this bullshit. Right. Let me tell you something. He's nothing but bullshit. He's a sham. It's disgraceful what's going on in our Congress right now. It's disgraceful um, when you see things like, you know, Lindsey Graham coming on television and begging for money like he was a televangelist in the old days. I know they compared him at one point in time. I forget who the televangelist, maybe it was uh, 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 Baker, right? And they, they did it side by side with the exact same language that, uh, you know, that he, that Baker used, uh, that Lindsey Graham is now using. Then you see this unfortunate uh, subcommittee on government weaponization, the fighting that's going on there. The fact that government really doesn't want the truth. Members of Congress like Jim Jordan, he does not want the truth. Now I understand that Jim Jordan is going to subpoena Mark Pomerantz to come in and testify. Not really sure what you expect out of that one other than some more bashing <laughs> of another of another individual so that the Republicans could get their rocks off and that they can go ahead and figure out how to use it for some more campaign ads and so on. It's become a total fucking joke. It's become a freak show, to be honest with you, when you have the likes of a George Santos that will tell you, you know, that he's just raised off of this $250 billion for his campaign. I mean, there's nothing that comes out of this guy's mouth that is truthful. He's an embarrassment, not just to New Yorkers, but he's an embarrassment to Congress. He's an embarrassment to the country. And he's not the only one. There's a whole slew of them that are out there 
promoting lies and the misinformation, the disinformation, the malinformation. They don't want the truth. And that's why brigaders, I don't know, I say it every time and I have to say it again. We all need to continue to grow this platform. We need to grow this platform so that as a, as a voting block, we get rid of these pieces of shit once and for all. And look, again, I don't care if you're a Republican. I truly don't. I don't care if you will only vote Republican so long as if you're going down the entire line of Republicans when you're voting and you see someone like George Santos vote for someone else because that's not who you want to represent you. You don't want Marjorie Taylor, Marjorie Toilet Green, or you know even this Ron DeSantis. You, we don't need people like this, people who want to stifle your liberties for what? For themselves and these beggars. You know, they, it's not like they're doing anything for anyone. The only thing they're doing is getting out there. They're defending, like I said, a twice impeached, now indicted former president and asking you to take your money and give it to them. Instead of keeping it for yourself, you're now going to support, all right, the illegal actions of a billionaire. That makes perfect sense to me. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you mentioned, like it's not she's not a fringe figure, right? She is a leader, maybe one of the three most powerful Republicans. She is their immoral compass, if you will. Here, play this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene as she basically got out of the car for a second. And then she's like, yeah, this is going to be too difficult. Nobody showed up for this protest. I don't know what to do. Then she goes back into the car with her boyfriend from one of the right wing propaganda networks. who I think she cheated on her husband with. Um, and then she says this crazy thing to him. Play this clip. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus. Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. You know, Cohen, the large media networks, they normalize that behavior, right? They act like, oh, on the one hand, you've got Democrats, you know, liberals and progressives. And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, that's just a conservative. And there's just both sides and a lot of it. Both sides have their extreme. That's not really the way it is right now. The MAGA Republicans are led by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Toilet. Right there. And that is, there's nothing normal about that. It's, Mar it's Marjorie Toilet. And I love the fact that she invokes the name of Nelson Mandela in, you know, um, her defense of Donald Trump. Because I've already stated this, so I have no problem with saying it again. I said it in my first book, Disloyal, that Donald Trump, when, uh, when, he was, when Nelson Mandela passed, he turned, he was, you know, very critical of of Nelson Mandela, and even went so far as to say, you know, uh, show me a country run by a black that's not a shithole, right? And at the time, this is when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. So I turned around and I said to him, well, what about the United States? He looked at me with, you know, that same fucking face of disgust and, you know, an, an animus that he had when he was sitting at the table as the defendant. I mean, he legitimately said, name to me a country that is run by a black that is not a shithole. I mean, could you imagine? And she's invoking the name of Nelson Mandela. All right. A man who stood for something, who stood for his country and his people. This man doesn't stand for anything other than your money. That's all that he's looking for, money and power. End of story. And then to be so blasphemous and then to invoke Jesus's name into it also. I mean, this is, this is a really unhinged, sick human being. I mean, Donald is not Jesus Christ. Let me be very, very clear about that. Donald Trump is the exact opposite. I mean, this, it, to me, I can't understand the fact that they still have people, you know, good people that are supporting him and 
Maybe they're not good people. Maybe they're just fucked up. I don't know the answer, but whatever <laughs> it is, the fact that she could invoke the names of Nelson Mandela and then Jesus and then people are sitting there and, you know, they're going to fundraise off of this. I don't care if they're fundraising and they only come down with 20 bucks or 50 bucks. The fact that anybody would send a single dollar to this Mandarin Mussolini to me is despicable. And worse than that, it's worse than despicable. It's plain and it's just plain stupidity. Yeah, and you mentioned the fundraising and the and the grift. Uh, have you seen the photograph where what Donald Trump is now selling are these t-shirts with a fake mugshot of oh. himself and he and th this is all over his social media platform right now in between threatening the judge, threatening the Manhattan District Attorney, threatening Jack Smith, threatening uh, Letitia James threatening Fawny Willis. You will see posts like this throughout his social media platform, the official not guilty shirt. And then he is such a malignant, narcissistic, delusional maniac that even on the fake mugshot, he puts his height at six foot five. I mean, every single thing about it. Why doesn't him, he put his weight? Why doesn't he put his weight in there? Hey, Salty, if during during the course of the rest of the show, can we put the not guilty shirt next to the Marilardo correctional facility shirt? Show you which one is a better shirt, which one is more accurate. All right. You know which one wins, Ben? <laughs> Ours wins. That's right. The Marlardo, the Marlardo right. facility shirt definitely is is much better. But then he had Uday and Kuse, you know, give their media tour after the criminal arraignment. When you think about it, you know, the way the Trumps want to run uh, America is like an authoritarian regime. Like you go back to uh, the Republican convention in 2020, right? They had no platform. They eliminated the Republican platform and the Republican Party said, whatever Donald Trump says, we agree with. That's not hyperbole. That was actually what their platform was. And who were the speakers at the Republican National Convention? What, who were their speakers? It was all of Trump's kids. Like how humiliating and embarrassing can you be? And then his kids go out. I call them Uday and Kuse, like Saddam's kids. They all go out and give their media tour after uh, the criminal arraignment. And they go out like they're horrible on TV. They further incriminate Donald Trump like they look scared, you know, and they only go on their right wing propaganda networks. But let me show you this clip. This was Eric Trump after the criminal arraignment uh, and the gaslighting is just next level. And he's like, what we really have to do here is we have to let the democratic process prevail because what the Democrats are doing is they're trying to lie, cheat and steal and take away the democratic process like they did in 2020. I kid you not. This is what Eric Trump said here. Play this clip of Eric. It makes no sense at all. Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself. Letitia James should be ashamed of himself and all of these people. We have to stop the games. We have to stop the nonsense. We have to let the democratic process prevail. But unfortunately, the Democrats don't care. They will lie, cheat, and steal to win. We saw it in 2020. We're seeing it right now. They will do anything that they can to take out a political rival of theirs. And um, we're going to fight it. And as we always do, Eric, we're we're going to win. We won Russia. We won the impeachments. We won the Ukraine hoax. We won, you know, the Kavanaugh battle. We, we've won so many freaking battles at this point, and we're going to win this one. You better believe it. You know what they didn't win? They didn't win the 17 count against the Trump organization. They Alan Weisselberg certainly didn't win. The foundation certainly got shut down. They didn't win on that one. The Trump University case, they didn't win on that one. I mean, they didn't win on the Trump, uh, you know, hotel, the, uh, the Soho hotel. I mean, listen, Eric, Eric's an idiot. So there's no point in me trying to debate stupid. You know, my grandma used to always say that you can't argue with stupid and there's no point. Who's the one who ended up lying and cheating in 2016? Do we not recall the fact that, as I've stated over and over again, and it's now on the record, that, that through the help of the National Enquirer, do you not remember the photo of Ted Cruz's father standing next to Lee Harvey Oswald with the, um, you know, the heading onto it? Um, 
Ted Cruz's dad killed John F. Kennedy or the Marco Rubio swimming nude with a bunch of guys in a cocaine bash, uh, you know, frat party or something like that. Who do you think was behind all of that? Yep. Yep. You got that one right. And the worst is when I start getting, again, the attacks. And one of the things I wanted to say to you before I kind of forgot to jump in is that Republicans, thanks to people like Eric and Don and, of course, Donald and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Josh Hawley and Matt Gates and Lindsey Graham and the Ted Cruz's, what happens is they fight very different than Democrats. All right. If you take a look, and a lot of it I know are bots from these bot farms that are controlled by Republicans, considering, you know, the these people that are attacking you on Twitter, for example, something Elon Musk promised that they would take care of. Um, they have zero followers or they have eight followers. Uh, I mean, it's it's a joke. But what happens is enough people see the ongoing continuous attacks on whether it's me or somebody else, and they start to believe the narrative that these bots and these lunatic Republicans are espousing when there's actually no factual truth to anything that they're saying. You know, I keep talking about, you know, the notion of being the key witness. And truth be told, I don't care if I'm not a witness at all in this. And many people don't know this, but it's not as if I just decided to show up for the grand jury to testify, just like everyone else in this grand jury proceeding that preceded the indictment itself. I was subpoenaed by the DA's office to appear. And so I did. Just like everybody else, they treated me the same. And if in fact that I'm not it not needed for this because the evidence speaks for itself for somebody else, like maybe David Pecker or Dylan Howard or whoever else may, you know, may be a key witness into it. Let them be the key witness so I could try to restore my life, you know, and get back to this thing. This does not uh, do what so many people, you know, think. This isn't an issue of 15 minutes of fame. This is, this is, damaged my family. This has damaged my life. But one thing that I promised, and I promised the American people when I was sitting with George Stephanopoulos, almost, where just a day or two shy from it, when I was raided by the FBI uh, on April 9th, I promised that my loyalty was going to be to my wife, my daughter, my son, and my country. And I also made a promise, not just to the country, but to my wife, my daughter, my son, and myself, that I would never let history remember me as the villain of Donald's story. And I will continue to provide the information, and I will continue to testify to hold him accountable for his own dirty deeds. And that accountability is not coming from me, and it's not coming from, from you, Ben. It's coming from a jury that will ultimately be impaneled to make this decision. So when they turn around and they say, well, how can you trust he's a, Cohen's a convicted liar? Finish the fucking sentence, all right? Finish the sentence, which is, which I did at the direction of, in coordination with, and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. And again, one thing that I, and I, I say it all the time, and I hate to have to be repetitive, but my feeling is we have to play the Republican repetitive game. What I did, all right, I lied to Congress. I acknowledge that. But people have to remember what that lie was. It was the number of times that I spoke to Donald Trump about the failed Trump Tower Moscow real estate project. I stated three. I stated three when I was testifying when the actual number was 10. And that three, again, was directed in coordination with and for the benefit of Donald J. Trump. So when they're calling me a liar in regard to that claim, you're calling your Fuhrer, your supreme leader, your monarch, the dictator, the autocratic wannabe Donald J. Trump, the same exact thing that you're calling me, all right? And if you think that that three versus 10 number is going to impugn my credibility before a jury, I think you need to think again. And Michael then again Cohen, after we, that. 
And Michael Cohn, we have a uh, breaking news update right now. So you talked about earlier on the show how the uh, MAGA Republicans through the Judiciary Committee and Oversight Committee are trying to subpoena Mark Pomerantz. Well, Alvin Bragg has just issued uh, a formal response uh, to the House GOP. I want to read that and I want to get uh, your response to that just right after this quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Head to tryfume.com and use code BEAT to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BEAT to save an additional 10% off your order today. Here's my fume right here, by the way. I, I, I enjoy the fume. All right, Cohen, let me read this statement. Let's pull up the statement just issued by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg in response to the House Judiciary's subpoena to Mark Pomerantz as the House Judiciary tries to uh, interfere with the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation. Let me read it. It says, the House GOP continues to attempt to undermine an active investigation and ongoing New York criminal case with an unprecedented campaign of harassment and intimidation. Repeated efforts to weaken state and local law enforcement actions are an abuse of power and will not deter us from our duty to uphold the law. These elected officials would better serve their constituents and the country and fulfill their oath of office by doing their jobs in Congress and not intruding on the sovereignty of the state of New York by interfering in an ongoing criminal matter in state court. I mean, this is real fascist stuff right here, Michael Cohen, what the Judiciary Committee has done, what they are doing, and they're led by a clown they are read by a clown in Jim Jordan who's not even a licensed lawyer. He never even took the bar exam to begin with. Cohen, what's your response? Look, what's my response? Is this not typical for what we're seeing, this infighting? I Sometimes I get angry at myself that I was, I was hopeful, not optimistic, but I was hopeful when I heard that Jim Jordan was, and I feel stupid saying this, I was hopeful that when Jim Jordan was going to lead, even though we know he's far to the right on this one and he's a Trump bootlicker, that when he created the subcommittee on government weaponization, that this was going to be an opportunity for me to get the true story out, to find out about what Bill Barr and Donald Trump did all the way from the top down to the lowest level ass, ass clown, this uh, Adam Pakula and Enid Phoebus and this, these other ass clowns, you know, that were there with the DO, with the BOP or the DOC and all that. I wanted to know so that it never, ever, ever happens again to anyone else. And so my hope was that 
You cannot look starting today. It's impossible to understand the future if you don't understand your past. And I would hope that even someone like Jim Jordan would respect the Constitution and the democracy of America to want to investigate how the fuck this even happened. How does a U.S. citizen get remanded back to prison because he fails to waive a first, his First Amendment constitutional right? It's everything I talk about in the book Revenge. If you read the book Revenge, you, so many people send me emails and say, I don't understand. He goes, how is this even possible? How are there not investigations open? Well, how there's not investigations? And this is something that I now have to take up with Merrick Garland, now that it's a Democrat in the, in the Oval uh, Office and in the White House. Why is it that they have not opened an investigation? Over two years now, the very first letter that went out was by Hakeem Jeffries and Ted Lieu. What happened with that request for an investigation? Absolutely nothing. Then comes Congresswoman Maloney. Then comes Congressman Steve Cohen. Then comes Senator Dick Durbin, all asking for investigations to be open, not just about the unconstitutional remand, but the weaponization of Department of Justice against a citizen, whether it was by the, the whether it was by, for example, the Southern District of New York or by the IRS. They there are open questions, but nobody can get an answer. To this day, I still can't get a four, my, not a single page from the FOIA request. And that's over two years now. And the court has said, the judge has said that FOIA government has to turn over a minimum of 500 documents. They need to process 500 documents a month. We're going into month nine now. I should have received something. I have received absolutely nothing. Nothing. And this is this is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Do we not want to do we not want transparency? We do. And that's why that's why brigaders, I keep saying to you, tell your friends about political beatdown. Tell them about, you know, Maya Culpa. Tell them about the Midas Touch Network. Tell them about this specific, you know, um group of individuals to join to join somehow so that we could start to make a difference. And again, the difference is not only correcting the ilks that are going on in the, in the Republican Party. We have enough shit going on in the Democratic Party as well, where there's just no movement. And I don't understand it. I want people to understand that if they can do something like that to me, They'll ultimately figure out, especially if someone like Donald ever gets back into the into the Oval Office, God freaking forbid. But if he ever does, could you imagine how many people that they will do it to now that the beginning of the play has been established? They have a playbook for what to do. He is a danger to democracy. And I've said this and I'm going to say it again, not for hyperbole, but I'm saying it for reality. Donald Trump is the most he is the clearest and most present danger to democracy that exists in this country right now, and it needs to be stopped. And make sure you uh, hit the subscribe right now to the YouTube channel if you're uh, not subscribed. You know, one of the things about these committee hearings, whether it's through the judiciary, whether it's through the oversight that these MAGA Republicans have been holding, they've all backfired magnificently. And, and even like here, I, I suppose their plot is to call Mark Pomerantz. And Mark Pomerantz is someone who wanted Donald Trump to be prosecuted for even greater crimes more urgently. So they're going to call like just even if you play it out and this is why they don't even think this through. So imagine if you bring Pomerantz there, Pomerantz is going to testify that Trump committed all of these crimes and should be prosecuted for the fraudulent valuations and for all of the tax crimes, which, by the way, are still being criminally investigated uh, by Alvin Bragg. But I want to show you this clip right now. This is from James Comer, uh, and James Comer chairs the House Oversight Committee. He's a MAGA Republican. And so the day after the criminal arraignment of Donald Trump, this is what James Comer said in an interview to Fox about the types of conversations that he's been having. And mind you, when you watch this, remember, this individual is not a lawyer, number one. But number two, chairs one of the most powerful committees in the House of Representatives, the House Oversight Committee. And this is what the individual has said. Play the clip. 
he's overstepped. And I'll tell you one of the things that I don't think has been picked up a lot that, that's going to be a problem. And, and I had two calls yesterday, one from a county attorney in Kentucky and one from a county attorney in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They, they were Republican, obviously. Both states are, are heavily Republican. They want to know if there are ways they can go after the Bidens now. And they've opened up yep. a can of worms. They've set precedents now that we can't go back on. I want to get your reaction to that, Cohen. But first, you have the MAGA Republic. Yeah, it's the go-to line of the MAGAs. It's it's to the mentally deranged members. Could you imagine that was saying stuff like this shit? Mentally (laughs) deranged members Uh of Congress. They go right back to the same lines. It's all the same lines. I know the playbook. Because I fucking wrote it. I mean, go back to the same lines. Oh, well, now it's opened up a can of worms. Uh, you know, that we're going to go after the Bidens. By the way, if there's something to go after the Bidens for and it's legitimate, by all means, I am not, I am not saying that there is anything. What I am saying is if there is something, don't make it up. Just go after it, all right, and run the investigation the way that an investigation should be run. But you don't diminish what Donald did or is alleged to have done simply by saying, well, now we're going after Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and Burisma and all the other stuff. It's just a crock of bullshit. It's merely to deflect so far. There's absolutely nothing that that has come out. I mean, I keep hearing about Hunter Biden's laptop. That's all that you hear about. Well, what about Hunter Biden's laptop? And all of a sudden you sit there and you say to yourself, the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) We all know that there was a laptop. Okay, there's a video of Hunter Biden nude with drugs. All right. He's a drug addict. He's acknowledged that he was a, you know, he was he was an abuser of drugs. And how many how many people do we know, unfortunately, in yep. our lifetimes that abuse drugs? He was hooked and he's trying to get better. And God bless him for trying that. All right. And we hope that he stays strong. But so far, I don't see any information being leaked. And rest assured, if there was information for them to leak, they would have already leaked it. So instead, they don't talk about anything specific. Well, what about Hunter Biden's laptop and give Donald Trump your money. And, and so you say, you scratch your head and you say, my God, this person represents the United States of America yep. in the people's house. It is a fucking embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. And, and I don't know, I don't know what they're thinking. They're making assholes out of themselves, their entire legacy. Look, look at, for example, Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani. The guy was America's mayor. I mean, after 9-11, he was America's mayor. He did good things in New York. And ultimately, what happens? He's the laughing stock of the fucking planet. Not just, not just New York, not just America. The whole planet, they look at him with the die shit running down his head in the middle of a parking lot, talking stupidity and so on. And then he gets his idiot son to think that he's going to run for the governorship. By the way, the reason they wanted Andrew to run for governor hoping that if there was any fucking possibility that that moron could win. Remember, if Donald Trump gets, gets um, if he's found guilty, he cannot be pardoned by, the, by, the, uh, by whether it's Biden or by uh, if he wins again, he can't pardon himself. Or if a Republican <laughs> wins and he makes a deal to support whoever that candidate, he cannot because it's a state crime. The only one who could actually do that would be the governor. I want to address a few things that you said there. First, the just utter humiliation and embarrassment by these uh, MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. I mean, they're out there singing songs with the J6 choir, and they sent an official congressional delegation to hang out with the January 6th terrorist and insurrectionist in jail and high-fived them like they were celebrities and started chanting, let's go Brandon to them. That's the first point. The next point you mentioned, uh, you know, this interview with James Comer happened on Fox. For everybody wondering when the Dominion defamation case against Fox is set to go to trial, jury selection is April 13th. And there was a huge order yesterday in that case where Rupert Murdoch was trying to quash uh, 
this subpoena for himself and his son, Lachlan Murdoch, because they didn't want to have to show up and testify at trial. Uh, the judge, the Delaware Superior Court Judge Eric Davis, ruled that they are going to have to show up and be witnesses at trial um, when that case starts. And the trial is set to begin uh, on April 13th. And so while Fox is a defendant in a defamation trial about to go to trial, they're platforming James Comer talking about literally colluding, the House Oversight Committee run by Republicans, colluding with prosecutors from Kentucky and Tennessee to, quote, go after the Bidens, just straight up crime right there. Um, but then you have Ari Fleischer, who was the press secretary in the George W. Bush administration, which is important to know that it, this didn't all just come out of nowhere, right? The roots of this were there. They were just concealing it. <laughs> they, they were just now they just talk about it outward. Back then they said, oh, we're compassionate conservatives and blah, 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 blah. Just total bullshit, right? That was just the pretext to then engage in the policies that they wanted. With Trump, it's all out there now just for everybody to see. So here is Ari Fleischer on Fox saying this is what he hopes happens. And this is what Fox ho hopes happens. Play this clip. Novel legal theory that they brought in just for Donald Trump. But your thoughts watching this today. You know, one of the raps against Donald Trump is that he violates the norms. And as a result, the Democrats had no choice. Prosecutors had no choice. But, Sean, what's happened to Donald Trump is actually the real violation of the norms. He was impeached the first time by a process that did not even go through the Judiciary Committee. They wrecked the Bipartisan Intelligence Committee at the hands of Adam Schiff to get Donald Trump. The second time they tried to impeach him, knowing it would not succeed, they didn't even go through that process. They put it right on the floor and shoved it down everybody's throats. And now you have a prosecutor, an overwhelmingly lopsidedly, ideologically Democrat, 85 to 15 Democrat to Republican Manhattan, going after Donald Trump. Here's what I hope happens next, Sean. I earnestly hope that conservative prosecutors in rural areas of America indict Bill Clinton, indict Hillary Clinton, indict Hunter Biden. Their only way to stop this and return to the norms is for one side to realize if they go too far, the other will match them. And that is not the way we settle our disputes in America. They should be settled at the ballot box, not through the courts. But Republicans cannot unilaterally disarm. You can't let them try to interfere in the 2024 election by doing to Donald Trump what they're doing. And I say that as somebody who will criticize Donald Trump when he goes too far. The Democrats are violating the norms, and they're especially doing it through this case, this weak case in Manhattan. Well, you got a lot of low-hanging fruit with Hunter Biden, and I think the American people need to know how much money did the... Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. And when you watch these committee hearings, all they do, right, the MAGA Republicans, it, it'll be on something, they'll hold a hearing on why they want to abolish the ATF, which is a, a, a major issue. They want to abolish the DOJ. They want to abolish the FBI. They want to abolish the ATF. And then they'll say something to the witness and then they'll go, but what about Hunter Biden's laptop? I mean, they're, they're just, and all they're doing is they're trying to create Hunter Biden into the boogeyman. That's it. You know, for a long time, it was Michael Cohen. You know, every time that they turn around and Donald Trump has some sort of an issue, all they keep saying is, well, you're relying upon a convicted felon uh, on a you know a convicted liar. And so we can't take what he's saying. Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. And I mean, it's just been I've, I've been there. I've experienced it. It sucks, to be honest with you. But at the end of the day, it proves it proves to be false. And it, look who's now sitting at the defendant's table, the guy who's ultimately responsible, the guy who directed it who was in coordination with and benefited from it. And I believe the same thing's going to happen here. And shame on Ari Fleischer. Shame on him. He's better than that. And, you know, I, I don't understand what they're all doing. I don't understand why you will go ahead and you will support somebody and defend somebody who is 100% inaccurate, who has lied to the American people about it. There are documents. I mean, for God's sakes, don't listen to anything. Folks, don't listen to anything that anyone is saying. Look at the fucking facts. Look at the emails. Look at 
what was going on on January 6th between the White House and people on the outside that was going on between, for example, the Roger Stones of the world, uh, all the way to Mark Meadows and so on. Look at the look at the email chain. Look at the fact that Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham and Suzanne Scott and um, and the Murdochs that they're calling Donald a fucking idiot and that they're turning and saying that the guy is off his rocker. He's unhinged and we have to put a stop to this bullshit. And then what do they do? They shove Ari Fleischer along with Kellyanne Conway right back into America's face, right back into the people that they said that we were lying to. They go ahead, they shove that shit right back in people's face and they say, they go right back to the old playbook. It's all Hunter Biden. It's all Joe Biden. And the only way for us to get back on track is to indict or to investigate the Bidens. I mean, think about the circular logic that's there. That's not yep. circular logic. That's just stupidity. And I, I showed you the clip before of Eric. I want to show you the clip, though, of Don Jr. This is him whining about, I had such a good life. I had such a good life before. I was the son of a billionaire real estate developer, and now I have to be a political activist. Oh, oh pity me. Play this clip. Is that ever... What's that like? And does my question make any sense? Forgive me, but you yeah, know, it, no, it does. Listen, uh, put it this way: being Donald Trump Jr. seven ago, years ago as the son of a billionaire real estate developer and you know TV star who was loved by everyone across the country was a lot easier uh, than being Donald Trump Jr. You know, political activist fighting for his father to get uh, a conservative back in the presidency. It would have been yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All I can say it? is boo, boo, fucking who to Don. All right. First of all, he couldn't be happier than being the political activist that he is because he's finally getting some attention from daddy, something he never got. Don hated going to the office, hated the real estate industry, didn't even really want to be in it. It was either he returned to the office or he was going to be cut off uh, when he finished school and his father gave him a year to go find himself. Uh, it's all a bunch of bullshit. He loves this NRA stuff. He loves getting up and speaking and having people acknowledge him and listen to him and validate him. He loves the fact that the stupidest shit that he says, the more that his father calls him something that he's missed his entire life and has acknowledged that in the past. So let me not let me not cry for him. He's making more money now grifting <laughs> with his various different enterprises than he's ever made before. And he doesn't have to rely upon his father to dole the money out to him. So again, it's just a bunch of yep. bullshit and nonsense, which is exactly what we expect from him. And, and I, I want to close with this, Cohen, because we've showed a lot of bullshit and nonsense. Um, but I think, as we as we said earlier, the country's not buying this MAGA Republican woke, Mr. Potato Head, pronouns, bathrooms. Ah, you know, the country wants real leaders who are focused on issues like jobs and infrastructure and healthcare and making sure a woman can control her body and focused on seniors and our veterans and our military. That the, the country's focused on real issues, not this MAGA fascist echo chamber. And there was a big Democratic win in Wisconsin. Uh, the Democratic-backed candidate, Janet Protasiewicz, won the seat, uh, tilting the power in favor of Democrats for the first time in 15 years in the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It's now a 4-3 Democratic-backed majority, which is really, really big. And she ran on a platform of a woman should control her body and we should focus on making sure that workers have rights and, you know, just common sense issues like that. Whereas her opponent uh, was somebody who was consulted uh, by uh, Wisconsin legislators uh, to get advice about how to overturn the election in 2020. And, you know, you can just see how this MAGA loser mentality kind of permeates throughout. And in the non-concession speech, this was the losing MAGA Republican candidate. And to me, this just perfectly defines the losing kind of overall ethos of the MAGA Republican Party. Here, play this clip to wrap this up. And it brings me no joy to say this. I wish that in a circumstance like this, 
I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent. But I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. This was the most deeply deceitful, dishonorable, despicable campaign I have ever seen run for the courts. It was truly beneath contempt. So while Trumpism, while that loser mentality will continue to pervade, Cohen will keep fighting for democracy here, will keep building the coalition, will keep talking about humanity, compassion, intelligence, and that we love our country and we love our constitution and we want to make it better and we just want people to be happy, to live normal lives and to reject this weird cult, dangerous mentality. That's why we do the political beatdown. Everybody, make sure you subscribe right now to the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to Political Beatdown on audio wherever you get your audio podcasts. Just search Political Beatdown and subscribe there as uh, well. Um, make sure you check out Revenge by Michael Cohen. It's out wherever books and audio books are sold. Get your copy of Revenge uh, right now. Check out Cohen's other podcast, Mea Culpa, the Mea Culpa podcast. Check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear. There it is. That's the Mar-a-Lardo correctional facility. There we go, the Mar-a-Lardo. the comparison. Store.midastouch.com for your official Mar-a-Lardo correctional facility gear. Michael Cohen, as always, a pleasure hosting this show with you. I want to give a shout out to all the brigaders out there. And of course, a special shout out to the Midas Mighty. <laughs>